Joey Justice. Hello. How are you? What is up? I'm good. It's a little bit cold here in Georgia this week. We had some snow yesterday. First time I've seen snow in Georgia in a couple years at least. Uh, People are scared. They don't know what all this white stuff from the sky is but they don't know how to fucking uh, drive i know yeah pretty much yeah like every anytime it gets below like 40 degrees and we start getting ice or even snow people just freak the fuck out like schools close uh bread and milk is sold out at the store there was like barely (laughs) any beef at the store the other day when i went to go get stuff for stir fry so uh yeah it's been pretty crazy uh been cold and disgusting but I'd say probably six more weeks, and it'll be back up in the 60s again. So looking forward to that. How about you? How are things out there? It's nice. I, I just got back from a walk in the 70-degree weather. It was it was very nice. I'm going to go out after this again because I, I noticed. So you know how my recovery was, like, absolutely insane in Texas. Like, it was yeah. high 90% on whoop every day. And I was trying to figure out like what caused this because one, it it, like all signs pointed to this should not be happening right now. One, my strain was very high from running. Uh, We walked a ton. Like, I guess that points to, yeah, I'd probably be sleeping more, but I was, we would go to the barbecue at like 5 PM. We'd get dinner at like 5 PM and I'd have like three diet Cokes, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I was drinking caffeine all day and I, I I couldn't pinpoint what it was because it's like, I should not be sleeping this well, no matter what I'm doing. And I think I realized yesterday because my uh, recovery went down when we came back. So I'm like, that's really weird. And then I was out, I was like outside a lot yesterday just not in the sun per se, but outside a lot walking, got a bunch of steps in outside of my actual running. And I got like 92% recovery. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it has something to do with being outside all the time because we were just walking 30,000 steps a day in Texas and literally. And so I'm trying it today. I've, it's three o'clock. I've walked like 12,000 steps. I'll probably go on a and those were short walks. I'm going to go on a long walk after and just try to test this, see what comes of it. So that's cool. Uh, been drinking, eating a lot of sugar because <laughs> of fucking homage to Ray Pete anti-stress diet. But then, so coconut water is on the menu. And I upped. Uh, honestly, running has been getting boring. I'm still doing it. But I'm falling back in love with the gym like just the the process i bought jeff nippard's five day high frequency full body program and just want to get strong like i'm actually maintaining my body weight uh i can sense huge gains coming in the future if i stick to the spreadsheet have progressive overload everything systemized it's planned out all the main lifts are uh, percentages of my one rep max. I'm going RPE. I'm very strict with it and like sticking to the progress process and going to see how that goes. So I'm just chilling, enjoying life. I've been fantasizing about the future of modern mastery. Kind of, I've been like in my head a lot thinking about it and like what the next project is aside from 
the book. And I don't know if it's going to be the power planner, like physical version. I really don't. That It just doesn't seem like the right move to me. I'm thinking like either some master class courses or just taking things in a completely opposite direction, which I'm very good at doing randomly. And like going hard on the YouTube, as I was telling you earlier, but starting something like mastery apparel, right? Just like getting very involved with like the process of making clothes. Like it just sounds fun to do, right? Like to be able to design that and make it so fucking high quality that I just, I I wouldn't care if it sold a lot or not. It would just be like, I made this. This is, this is sick. I'm going to wear this for myself. Oh, that's a, that's actually a great, that's a great thing that I always forget is the things that do the best for me are the ones that I create for myself, right? So if you're, we'll kind of dive into, uh, some personal branding and business stuff later, but the modern mastery was, uh, the birth of like, if I had a community for myself, this is what it would be. And I just built it out. I'm like, I would want, I would want daily challenge check-ins, like hold me accountable. I would want this channel, this channel, this channel. I would want the separation of business and, um, productivity and performance. And I would want health stuff in there, there. I just wanted like, I didn't want things so spread out. I didn't want one person, like going to one person for health stuff, going for one person for spirituality, going to one person for business. It's like, I've done all of these things. I've, I've gone to everyone else. I want it all in one hub. So here it is, join Modern Mastery HQ. And it's the same with the other things. It's like when I started Twitter and like I got to X amount of followers. It's like, what was my journey and what did I wish I knew to get to 10K followers? And so I made the Twitter course. And then the same with the web design course, very like streamlined and like, you need to know this and other things. And so that's specific knowledge. That's what Naval harps on. That's what everyone harps on in terms of like, what's gonna sell. It's like, give me what you wish you knew when you did this, I'm gonna take it implement it in my life. And if I need more help, I'm going to hire you for coaching to help me navigate through these little pitfalls and give me the nuances. And that's also why I made Modern Mastery HQ, because then it's like, you can just ask questions right there and get the answers to the nuances of applying that to your specific situation. So that's a good heuristic for anyone is like, if you can build a personal brand, based on your interests, like giving advice on the things you've studied and implemented and you, uh, follow the pillars, there's growth, authenticity, and authority. So authority is like what your expertise is in or what you know well enough to teach in a simplified way that does well on social media. And then there's the growth, which is like platitudes or viral tweets or, uh, one-liner sayings that you, you have to play the game. We've, we used to talk about this all the time in the previous Cohen Joe episodes, but it's like, you have to play the game. If you don't play the game, you're not going to grow. And then you end up just complaining about how you're not growing, play the game, set your ego aside and fucking grow. And then authenticity, it's like documenting what you're doing, what you're building, et cetera, et cetera. It's that fucking simple. Understand the platform, do that. And then 
as Jack Butcher said, I'm giving you an entire masterclass right here. As Jack Butcher said, build distribution. So a personal brand, you have people, you have traffic, then build whatever you want. And now the way I interpret whatever I want is whatever I wanted back then. It's like, if you can create, if you can create a product that you would have bought and you are attracting people that are like-minded to you and you have a general understanding of marketing and sales, you can make a full-time income in a year through digital products, coaching, freelancing service business with a personal brand. I hope you are doing this. Like it's the fucking dream job and it's only opening up more as things become more like decentralized. The power is moving to the people, whatever you want to call it. Things are going personal. Individuals that actually want the power are gaining the power through the internet. I could rant all day about this, but just start, man. Join MMHQ for $9 and you get three fucking courses that give you everything that you need to know. And then if you want to upgrade and get like, and you get the Discord channel with that. If you want to go more advanced, then yeah, upgrade to the next tier. But $9, dude, for not disclosing my income. But you, you can make a lot of money, dude. Just do it. Yeah. Well, there's also that story of Aaron and how he used one of those courses to basically generate a full-time income from that. So, Yeah, Aaron's testimonial is insane. He, like, yeah. he made 10, 15K a month by selling websites, but there's a caveat there. If you listen to the episode with um, Cold Email Wizard, which was before this episode, like he goes off on how web designers think that a web design, like web design makes sales. No, you have, we're kind of going off topic, but we're very off topic right now. But the, no. the web design is a tool for a funnel. It is to design landing pages that is not what gets sales. That is how you host the things that will get sales. That is how you, you craft some form of a funnel. You can't just learn web design. You can, you'll be a commodity, but you just, and I say this in the course too, you can't just learn web design and expect to make a fuck ton of money without doing a lot of work. Yeah, you can land clients, but they're gonna be like low tier uh, picky clients and you're gonna be spending a lot of time doing that. Skip that. I would honestly go the consulting route, consulting route earlier, because that's the other thing. The power is going to the people. The people like to learn things on their own, especially the people that are doing this. Like, what would Joey, as in a, a solopreneur, as a personal brand, what would you rather buy? Okay. And this is pertaining to web design mm -hmm. and, and just marketing mm -hmm. in general. Would you rather pay someone $2,000 a month to... Uh, build a website for you and do like email marketing. Or how about this? Would you rather pay someone to build a website for you? Let's just say a website, even though I'm not really a fan of that offer. Mm -hmm. Build a website for you with great copy and um, it would get you more clients. So let's say 2000 bucks for that, right? Or right. would you rather pay $2,000 for eight calls and they would teach you exactly how to do it yourself. I'm the type of person where I like knowing how to do something myself. Right. And but, and even then you're learning more. And then you right. have that skill set. Like if I didn't exactly. if I didn't learn design and all of this other shit that I failed at, quote unquote, didn't really fail at them, but all these things that I tried and learned, 
my brand would be non-existent. Like I, I it, there's so much nuance and information there. If you have someone do it for you and you are as an individual are the business, you're kind of selling yourself short. So work like this whole thing. It's, it's, it's own little economy, the creator economy, right? Like you hear all the time, I could give a fuck about the, the people saying, oh, there's just coaches selling to coaches, selling to coaches. Like, yeah, there's some weird ones there. But then you get the tweets where it's like, oh, a coach needs a coach. And it's like, yeah, there's some truth there. It's, it's information. You're spreading information and then using that information to produce and build something better for the Internet. It's a little economy in itself. And I mean, Joey and I make a full time income from individuals doing the same thing because that's all you can do. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm an individual that built an audience, self-developed spirituality, all of these other interests that I have, and I got results from those. And I have a way to give those results to others in streamlined knowledge. It's like, that's all the internet is. Like, you, YouTube, you watching someone on YouTube, they're just spreading the information that they learn somewhere else but under their own unique lens. And the only reason you follow them is because their personality vibes with you better, right? There's, there's for the one channel you watch, there's 50 to a hundred to a thousand other channels putting out the same information, maybe more nuance, maybe more, whatever it's based on your personality. Your personality has so many, uh, different things about it that it completely changes the angle or way the information is delivered. It's fucking sick. Mm -hmm. So, can everyone do this? Maybe, maybe not. Is everyone listening to this podcast? No, not even close. <laughs> I want everyone to listen to it, but that'll never happen because everyone's on different paths, right? You found this path and you have the opportunity to do this because we're telling you to do this and it's like, just do it. Okay, I'm done. No, I completely agree. I mean, <clears throat> kind of like we talked about in the last episode, you know, there are certain strategies that are going to work for you in the game of self-actualization and self-transcendence and there are also certain voices that are going to resonate with you more as far as content creators so i know that there are some people that i like that other people may not necessarily like well i mean david goggins is a great example right like david goggins the audiobook of can't hurt me it's a great book regardless but i highly recommend listening to the audiobook of it because it just cranks it up another notch. But there are a lot of people who hate David Goggins. They hate his approach. They hate how much he curses. That's fine. Like different approaches are better for different people. You just have to keep putting, like trying new things and find the ones that resonate with you. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't watch any David Goggins. I respect him. I don't not like him, but I consume content from other people mm -hmm. that I vibe with and I emulate. It's, it's, I don't know the yeah let, let's go we could talk about this all day maybe it's for another podcast but that that that's what I have to say right now that's what we have to say is like it's not that fucking hard it's no it, it's not hard it does take time I do honestly forget uh how long I've been doing this like it, it took me two three years to learn and try and fail at everything that's why uh, courses are so valuable because you get two or three years of my experience and failures and me telling you what not to do so you know what to do 
and then uh, growing Twitter. It's been like a two-year journey so far. To get to 80K, though, in, in the first year, I got to – how much did I get to? I don't, I don't even know. Like 20K? And I was making a full-time income at 500 followers. Like it's – I don't know. I, I did it. I, I did it right. Like people struggle to make that much at 500 followers because I had all of the experience prior where it's like I tried everything. I understood exactly what I was getting into when I started on Twitter. It's like, yeah, I need to do this and I'll make money. But what's the topic for today, Joey? So something that I was thinking about while I was at the gym earlier was how we often talk about things that we've done in the past that we're not necessarily proud of. So for me, I often talk about my experiences of being addicted to World of Warcraft, playing like 16 hours a day, getting up to 370 pounds. And then even after I lost that weight, my experience with binge eating and binge drinking, gaining weight back. And there were a couple of interesting thoughts that kind of spun off of that. So the first one is I feel like it's very important to be honest with yourself. It gets back to awareness, the thing that we talk about every single episode now. This should just be the Awareness <laughs> Mastery podcast at this point. Read but, Awareness by <clears throat> Anthony DeMello. Great fucking book. I need to read it. I haven't read that one you yet. You do. Audiobook know- is really good. It's like a lecture of him. Very consumable. You'll be take you'll go on a walk and you'll you won't be able to stop taking notes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I just made a note to start that one. I just started Deep Work. I'm in the middle of that. I finally started reading that for the first time, and it's really good. Deep Work by Cal Newport. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. I'll definitely be writing something for MMHQ soon. But So one of the two important factors is being honest with yourself because if you're not honest about where you are and the problems that you have and the challenges that you're facing – you're not going to be able to solve those problems as well. So it took me being honest with myself, say, for the drinking problem that I had a few years ago. It took me being honest with myself about not only how often and how much I was drinking, but also the consequences of that drinking. So I've always been someone who has a very high tolerance to alcohol. It's not exactly a good thing because a high tolerance is... A symptom of drinking too much but even after i've abstained for 30 plus days it's still extremely high it's because i'm a very in my head type person i guess maybe i don't know but it took me being honest with myself not even other people but it took me being honest with myself about all these factors and it wasn't until then that i could start actually improving because of my high tolerance i always thought oh, well, I could just drink a case of beer in in a weekend and I wouldn't do anything stupid. I wouldn't say anything that I regretted and I'd be fine. Like maybe I'd have a bit of a hangover, but that'd be about it. I had to start being honest with myself about the actual consequences of what I was doing. And then when I was honest about what I was potentially doing to my mind and body and how much I was actually drinking and how much more it was than the average person, that's when I was able to finally start making a change. So there's that aspect. And then there's the other interesting factor for people like us and many of the listeners of this podcast who do things related to social media. They have personal brands. Maybe they're an influencer. Maybe they're 
business is based on social media and so they tell stories about themselves but if you i'm sure you've noticed social media is a highlight reel like all all different forms of social media are highlight reels like where everyone's talking about all the good things that they've done all the wins that they've had very few people talk about the challenges that they faced but what's interesting about that is the people who talk about the bad things that they've been through and bad things that they've done and share how they overcame those issues and what happened after the transformation after that and what they learned from it. Those people really resonate with new and even old followers even more because of that authenticity. They stand out. I need, I'm going to rewrite it probably tomorrow actually, but my thread where I talk about going from unofficially homeschooled and 370 pounds to losing 170 pounds and going to engineering school, then starting my business, that thread alone helped me make some of my like most important connections that I still have now. And my profile visits to follower rate was the highest when I had that as my pinned thread. And it's not all about gaining followers. It's, that's not what I'm saying at all. But when you share things like that, you catch more people's attention. And by, by being a little bit vulnerable and being transparent about the things that you've been through and also sharing what you learned, then you deepen that connection further. But what's interesting is, is that even though I'm very comfortable at this point sharing these things, I still feel a little part of my brain wanting to hold me back from being vulnerable like that. And I think that's really interesting because part of my brain is like, well, I kind of got to save face, right? Like, oh, it wasn't that big of a problem, right? But no, I need to be realistic. So I'm interested to hear your take on those two factors that I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so the alcohol thing? Yeah, notice the same thing. I just wasn't honest with myself about my consumption. And I remember when I made a post, someone uh, commented on it. I'm like, I, I didn't know this many people had a problem with alcohol until I joined Twitter. And it's like, well, a lot of the people that went to college, they it, it became normal for them, right? I, w- I, I, I would say it's a problem now, but before it's like I would justify drinking every weekend, right? Which compared to some people isn't a problem. But for me, it was a problem. And that's why it made it so hard for me to be honest with myself is because it's like, I'm not an alcoholic. Like, I only drink once a week and et cetera, et cetera. And I guess I'm, I wouldn't consider myself necessarily an alcoholic. But after I cut it out, I gained more awareness on what it was actually doing to me, especially it, like for people that aren't in this line of work or they don't they don't have to self-manage right if they aren't an entrepreneur they don't uh they aren't self-employed then they may not notice a huge difference because they go into work and they don't give a shit anyway it's like you you i used to work a nine to five i know that i could go in there hungover and i'd be able to do whatever work i had to do no problem it wasn't an issue but then once i cut it out and when i was self-employed it's like oh wow this is how how high quality my work can be and it's yeah. like even this that like me being excited and i'm i'm like 
I'm very aware. So like I'm noticing how it is actually affecting me. I've noticed one, just more energy in general Two, I'm like, I'm actually active on the podcast. Like I'm ready to fucking, I'm more confident because of it. It's weird. Like I, I can actually say what's on my mind and I still trip up, but it's way, 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 way less than before. Like I don't lose my train of thought very often. I'm able to keep up with conversations and that's one big aspect. My writing is better. My writing is so much better. It's great. But what you said about the highlight reel, I have weird views on this. I think story threads are great. And I think you mentioned this before the podcast, but you have to be careful with how open you are, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I personally don't care if it's a highlight reel or not. Like there's the people that get angry about it where they're like, oh, this it's only a highlight reel on social media. Like these people are fake. They're inauthentic, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, they're not. They have millions of followers. Like I would not want to show a lot of my life to those people. Like that, that's just plain and simple how it is. If it, like I can, and that's the other thing is like, either way it's filtered. You're getting filtered information. Like you're not going, I'm not going to give you the like deepest depths of my emotions and the things I was thinking there, because I know based on my own experience and just like how people, human nature, you're going to see me in a different lens than anyone in my real life is. You're going to see me in a different lens than I see myself. You are going to interpret what I say completely different from how I said it, no matter how I say it. Right? So that's just one thing to take into account. But there is massive value behind sharing your story, sharing your low points, showing, sharing your failures, as long as it's not like a pity party, right? You yeah. can you can share the places, like, just because you sharing a failure does not imply, like, oh, I fucked up and I wish I never did this. It's here's what happened to me. Here's how I overcame it, and here's what you can learn from it. This is a lesson for you not like i don't know that that's my views in general like i i don't make time to go out and be vulnerable aside from like on the podcast i'm not like i'll share whatever's on my mind or whatever i have to share because it's it you can tell by my voice like you can interpret it better from my voice on twitter it's like a rando sees a tweet about how i lost money in my business and then it's like they not that people should care. There's the whole, oh, don't you stop giving a fuck thing. But they're going to comment and tarnish your reputation to some extent for the people that believe them, right? And now that's not a bad thing. You need haters. You need lovers, et cetera, et cetera. It's a delicate balance. But all in all, share what you want. And then that's up for you to deal with. So either way, there, there's very good value in sharing your low points and lessons from those, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you're just playing a game. Like it, it's social media. It's, uh, it's not that serious, but at the same time, it can be very serious. Like I have seen people like it can fuck you up. I mm-hmm. used to, I'll call them a friend. I used to have a friend and they were, uh, 
like big on social media and they posted one tweet it got taken out of context blown up to the wrong side of twitter and they were depressed for like a week and it, it seriously fucked with them because it's like they, they couldn't handle it so there's many things to take into account but at the same time you're gonna learn something <laughs> by sharing mm-hmm. this stuff so either way lots of nuances to all of this yeah i think an important question there would be asking yourself you know after you've written whatever you're going to write ask yourself am i truly okay with everyone seeing this because potentially anyone could see it and this is especially true if you are still working a nine to five or something like that because as society at least here in the u.s is progressing you know, things are getting more and more sensitive as far as, you know, a tweet could lead to you getting let go from your job, potentially. And unfortunately, things do get taken out of context very often on social media because of shrinking attention spans and people just skimming stuff and all these other factors. So, you know, if you're still working a job or something like that, you may, st- you know, need to think about something a little bit more. But if you ask yourself again, am I okay? Would I be okay with everyone seeing this? That will help. And then also, yeah, prepare yourself from for some negativity that you might get. Someone might take your tweet out of context. Someone might roast you. I saw one of our mutual friends actually got roasted pretty bad by a multi-million follower uh, Twitch streamer or something like that. And really? Just, just, yeah. Dude just had people piling onto him. Like, it, re- reading it hurt me. Reading the replies to that tweet from that guy, like, hurt me. So, Damn. yeah, I You're think... You're going to have to tell I, me about this after. I, I think dude handled it pretty well. Uh, I don't think he let it get him down, but... Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, that could definitely fuck with some people. Um, are we allowed probably, to talk about it on here? I kind of I'm curious. I'm sure other people are curious. It was Devin McDermott. Oh, so, did he really? Know, yeah. So you know how Devin has that transformation from when he had oh. the candida overgrowth on his face. So he yeah. he had just posted a new thread of that transformation about how he overcame that through his diet changes and quitting porn and all this stuff, improving his life. And some dude with a few million followers like posted something about it and made like a meth reference or something like that and just had dozens, literally dozens of people just piling on talking shit about Devin. Like I, I, like I said, it hurt me, man. Um, but Devin seemed to take it well. I don't think he even said anything about it. He just kind of laughed it off as far as I know. But... If I was in that situation, if it was me getting roasted like that, it would probably bother me because I care. You know, that's unfortunately yeah. that's something that I still struggle with as a creator, partially because I'm very non-confrontational, which I'm almost non-confrontational to a fault. But if I post up something and somebody replies like talking shit or whatever or telling me I'm wrong, I usually don't even engage. Right. So... I just don't get in those kinds of situations because there's really no point, right? But it does still annoy me a little bit. I remember a while back when I was doing the psychology fact of the day 
series that when I was posting a psychology fact tweet every day, one of them hit like the psychology trending thing topic on Twitter and it caught the eye of some academic types who were like the tweet was it was a tweet about like when subconscious hears something enough times you start believing it which is the illusory truth effect that we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago and then a couple academics were like the subconscious doesn't hear things it's not how it works and it's like I, okay whatever go off king um but yeah that annoyed me a little bit so just gotta yeah. be be aware that that could happen to you the things that you post even with the best intentions could still be taken out of context and you still could get shit on for it yeah yeah i've experienced similar not to this degree at all um because i try to keep my things like meta it's like it's a game it's like how can i say this in the most impactful way that's how i treat it but uh, i'm assuming it's this one from Devin. i did see this it's uh during the worst of my health problems i game for 12 plus hours every day <laughs> You're screwing yourself over right there, man, because gamers, uh, I know some of you guys play video games, but gamers is like the most toxic niche. Like they will not halt. Major crabs in a bucket mentality. Devin's had this happen to him before where he's talked about like him quitting gaming. And then he had one dude literally make like a 20 minute YouTube video about him. Just straight (laughs) roasting him. And it's like, how much fucking time do you have on your hands? Like, what is wrong with you? How insecure are you if you have to do that about someone who's improving themselves? It's not like Devin was shitting on the gaming community. He was just talking about, like, hey, I improved myself and my life, like, I'm happier now. Yeah. Like, uh, (laughs) well, he he milked it. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. Let me read the whole tweet. So. During the worst of my health problems, I game for 12 plus hours every day. The past few years, I worked on overcoming my technology addictions. Now, I haven't played a single game in over 10 months. Being healthy and living in the real world feels amazing. Me then versus now. This is a very well-crafted tweet, and it it, it served its purpose. And, yeah, like, the, now I haven't played a single game in over 10 months. It's like, the, you're... you're playing against two different people here like i i could see gamers freaking out about this because it's their entire life which mm-hmm. can be good can be bad again this ties back okay this ties back perfectly but uh I, I wanted to mention that i like how like all of our side of twitter came in and like you got aaron there he's like beast eddie and you're just getting started brother King David came in. He's the reading comprehension of these morons. Unbelievable. Zuby, Life Math Money, they're all in there. Because they know this shit is like, why are you getting angry over this? Like, it, it, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it's the whole, I, I talked about the life, light switch thing. And this is, I would assume most people here uh, listening, they, they have a general understanding of emotions and maybe stoicism or just not reacting right and like catching yourself and being aware and honest with yourself about how you're reacting to something that doesn't impact you at all it's a fucking post on social media for goodness sake but this you have something i was gonna say why are you getting mad at letters on a screen bro just calm down exactly (laughs) or the tyler one not tyler one tyler the creator yeah. Tweet. Speaking of video games, <laughs> Tyler won. But uh, Tyler Creator, 
is, how is cyberbullying real? Just, just turn off the screen, turn the screen off, and walk away. Yeah, it's that simple. Go live life. Listen to what Devin said. Being healthy and living in the real world feels amazing. Jeez, that's why I trigger them is because they know it's true. There's it's projection. It's a reflection of the internal state and the insecurity. But this call this pulls back full circle, and this I believe is from the book Awareness from Anthony DeMello. Is he said this? like once, but awareness begets awareness, right? As you said earlier, us becoming aware of some little problem, like a little problem with alcohol for me was like, oh, I I drank for three days in a row for like a festival that was going on here. I felt like dog shit after and I'm done with this, right? So had some awareness of myself. And then after that, that opened up a new realm of awareness to be had where it's like okay now i'm aware that alcohol affected my mental clarity now i'm aware it affected my writing my business everything in my everything good in my life alcohol affected so awareness begets awareness there and i think of it i am probably going to talk about this a lot on the friday podcast but and the friday newsletter that's going out but it's called what i have coined the iceberg of opportunity and how (laughs) I paint it in like the realm of infinity where like literally every single speck and atom around you is an iceberg of opportunity but it's like the top you see like the tip of the iceberg right that's what you see and then under it that's opportunity and in this way it can be spun into the iceberg of awareness so what you see here is a tiny little problem and then when you become aware of that and realize that problem therefore you want to fix it and you work to fix it then like you open up the realm of the the ice you dive into the iceberg of awareness there because you become aware of so many other things and you can only do that by taking the first step and either brain dumping uh about it that's why brain dumping is so powerful right it's an iceberg of opportunity people don't see people don't People see brain dumping as like, oh, I'm just writing down my thoughts and my tasks and other things. And it's like, yeah, it's true on the surface at the very tip of the iceberg. But then you ask that question, it's on paper, and now you've planted a dot that can be connected as you're going about your day or as you question that thought or et cetera, et cetera. It opens up an iceberg of awareness and you start to become aware of more right? That's why it's so important. That's why everything is awareness and everyone should read the book Awareness by Anthony DeMello. But uh, another great way to do this, I remember hearing this on a podcast. It's like Hindsight hindsight or something, very spiritual podcast. He has a very deep voice and he talks all spiritually. I couldn't listen to it. Like after a few episodes, I was just like, this is kind of weird, man, having this in my ear. But he, he talked about how uh, he was surprised at the awareness of like an, his eight-year-old cousin or something when she, like people were asking her to come and do things and she's like, no, like, I, like I'm sorry, I just need you guys to leave me alone. I'm, I'm having like a rough time and I need to work through this problem. And so he was like surprised at the awareness of that and her ability to articulate it and then he went on to talk about how speaking is also a form of uh, like practicing or training 
awareness, right? And as you said previously, like being honest with yourself, like if there's power behind brain dumping and um, in terms of like alcohol stuff or uh, losing weight or just bettering yourself in general, but if you can speak to someone that you confide in and isn't going to make you feel like a sack of shit, then you can speak and develop that awareness like in person with someone else and you can dive deeper there. That's what therapists are for. Right. And that's why I've never been to therapy, but that's a huge bonus of it is that you are diving into different icebergs of awareness. Yeah. I've I'm really loving what I've seen from you about that metaphor so far. And yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, that's something that I've been talking more about in my own way a lot lately is I haven't really settled on a coin term for it yet, but, you know, using the processes of thought like self-auditing or self-investigation or self-evaluation, whatever the case may be, brain dumping about something that you're going through, that's actually the challenge that we're doing in Modern Mastery HQ right now, which seems like it's going well for people. It just started today, but, you know, writing about something that you're going through, a problem that you're having, honestly, going back to what I said earlier, being honest about what you're going through and what you've done to contribute to it in a positive or negative way really helps you start digging deeper and figuring out the underlying symptom, the underlying cause, rather, instead of just symptoms. Perfect example, so I grew up in a very poor household uh, when I was... 15, I was the only person working in my family, making about $5 an hour <clears throat> as a groundskeeper at a flea market, worked 40 hours a week, $200 a week. I gave it all to my mom, and that was the money we had for you know, existing for that week. Well, as a result, for many years, I had a scarcity mindset, and I wouldn't want I, I to go to Chick-fil-A because I thought that $3 for a chicken sandwich was way too expensive. And that was something that plagued me really up until a couple years ago. And then I started getting out of it. Well, a few months ago, I realized, or I started thinking about me having a scarcity mindset and being afraid to do certain things on social media because <clears throat> I was afraid that I was going to push away potential clients or followers or whatever, you know, thinking that <clears throat> they were scarce and therefore I wouldn't be able to attract them if I did the type of thing that I wanted to. So I started brain dumping about it. And I asked myself about the scarcity mindset. And as I was writing, I actually realized that I didn't really have a scarcity mindset anymore. Because now at this point, I feel pretty comfortable about the income from my business. I've invested in a nicer apartment. I've started buying more stuff. I like more books. I stopped pirating as much stuff, which was a nice change. <laughs> um, Shout out LibGen, though. But, Libgen. um, yeah. Pirate okay. Bay, bro. Pirate Bay was the shit when I was like 15. I got so many I, viruses. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a nasty email when I pirated Just Cause 2. So that was like the oh, only from time like, that I agree. From like your ISP? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, got that for like, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I think I did for one episode of Game of Thrones, too. But after that, I started using a private site and a VPN. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I try not. To, I mean, I, I have like basically every streaming service now, which isn't necessarily a great thing, but my mom uses them and other friends use them. Anyway, same. 
I realized that I didn't really have a scarcity mindset anymore. Like I was still cautious about wasting money. I don't like to waste money. I don't like to waste things in general. So I asked myself, okay, what's actually the problem here? So I brain dumped a bit more and I was like, okay, maybe I'm insecure. Maybe that's the cause. And I brain dumped about that a little bit and realized that no, I'm pretty confident about myself, my abilities, my ability to learn. First off, I talked about how important that was a while back. And that helped me uncover another problem, like the actual core problem, which relates back to my childhood and especially my dad and stuff like that. So that clarity helped me start working on that problem. But if I hadn't brain dumped and started uncovering this core issue, then I wouldn't have been able to work on it because I would be attacking something else. I'd be like, okay, how do I overcome my scarcity mindset? And that wouldn't have really done any good because that wasn't the actual problem. So the whole point of me going through that example is just showing the power of putting pen to paper and working through something. Or I joke all the time. I always make a stupid joke about talking to your cat because I have a cat who's sleeping like off screen. But it's the same thing. I mean, if you talk to talk to yourself, talk to I call my mom almost every day and I talk to her and she's like pretty aware of things that I have going on in my life. And that may sound cringe to some people, but we have a good relationship and her and I both know that we're there for each other to talk to about things that are going on. I don't have context on what she has going on at work. She doesn't have much context about what I'm what I'm going on or what's going on with me as far as entrepreneurship, but it doesn't matter. The act of communicating something to another person or to a cat or to a piece of paper, it gets your brain to think about things in a different way. You put the Legos together in a different form, and sometimes that can cause you to uncover new perspectives or solutions or insights. And we've all been there. We've been talking to someone who isn't really even saying anything, and then something just clicks. That's because communicating things helps you solve those problems. So I always, we joke about this sometimes, but my first answer to many problems is brain dumping. But it's so incredibly powerful. You should be brain dumping at least once a day. Yes. You, you, got, your, <laughs> you got your dump in the morning from the, the coffee and raw honey. And then at night, you force one out with your brain. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with everything you said. Like it's pretty fucking powerful. I don't have much to add. So we can talk about this really quick because it ties in and I'll read both of these. So there's a tweet from me and a tweet from Joey and they explain themselves very well, except for the first one. So mine is play by the rules until you know how to effectively break them i had dms from this where it's like what rules and when do you know how to break them it's like i can't answer that for you this is (laughs) this is like a heuristic like is it you're not living like i'm not living your life i can give you my specifics but i'm not going to do that and then joey's tweet novices paint outside the lines because they don't know any better experts paint inside the lines because that's all they know Masters paint outside the lines because they know they can. 
So you want to explain that one, Joey? Sure. So that concept came to me <clears throat> when I was doing some ghostwriting for a pretty well-known ghostwriter here on Twitter. Uh, I won't dox him. Yeah. Oh. Shout out JK. <laughs> uh, great dude. I didn't, I didn't want to dox him, but um, yeah. So I was helping him and doing some tweets for one of his clients and I was having a hard time because, you know, I've, felt like I was always painting within the lines and I was like using other examples and basically following that same structure. And so what I created was pretty much garbage a lot of the time. And I suddenly realized that the reason why people like JK are so incredibly good at what they do is because they are aware of these rules and templates and, you know, formats and everything, but they also know how to tweak them a little bit and paint outside the lines so that they hit even harder. So it can be good, as you said, to learn the rules and play by the rules until you get to the point where you can start breaking them and potentially even changing the rules, which kind of relates to something that I've been thinking about recently. I just haven't known how to effectively put it into a tweet that isn't going to trigger people. But <laughs> I feel like simply pure complaining about something is pointless. Like, yes, if you're talking to someone and complaining about something in hopes of changing it, in hopes of generating a new insight, great, do that. But if you're just bitching about stuff day in and day out, I used to work with people like this. I've, we've all known people who just complain all the time. It doesn't do any good. In fact, it makes things worse. So if you're truly passionate about changing something, changing the rules of the game that you're playing, if you feel like the rules are too strict or aren't appropriate or whatever, then got to raise that power level so you can actually change them. Yeah. Again, with awareness, it's like, you, one, the, this follows um, a part of the book that I'm writing, and it, it talks about, it paints the world, it's not, about gamification, I know Joey wanted to go in on that, but it, it, I paint the world as a game, like World of Warcraft or something that somewhat mimics our real world, right? And the thing is, is like the the games that you choose to play within that game, so like the quests that you take on or the certain things you do in the game or the projects that you take on in real life or just the pursuits or goals that you take on in real life so let's say let's say twitter just because i feel like a lot of people would benefit just from writing their thoughts out on twitter huge low risk huge potential and the the thing with that is is like at the very start how do you play a game you like if you go into a game and you have no idea how to play it, it's not going to be fun. You're not going to win the game. You're not even going to get close to winning the game. You're like, you just don't know how to play the game. So what do you do? You learn, you learn the rules and the mechanics, you learn the fundamentals and the principles. So on Twitter, it's like, okay, what do I need to learn to be successful here? Right? Most people start on social media. They're like, Oh, I'm going to build a huge brand and I'm going to sell e-commerce products or I'm going to, uh, just, I don't know, grow, get followers. And it's like, okay, you want to get fo followers. There's a game. How do you play it? They don't learn. It's like, oh, all I need to do is post because that's all my awareness lets 
me know what to see. It's like the only option on Instagram is to post. So if I post, I'm going to gain followers. No, you have to learn to play the game of social media. You need to learn the platform. You need to learn how to grab attention and you can only awareness begets awareness. So just by starting to learn about this stuff through a course or YouTube or something else, then it's like, oh, now I have to learn these things, but you can still play the game while you're learning and getting better. So you have to learn the fundamentals. It's like, okay, how do I create a post? What's going to make the post do good? What's going to make the post get me followers? What is going to make my profile look good? How, what about my profile picture? What has to go there? What about my bot, my banner? What about my bio? What about my pin tweet? What about like, do I just post the same thing over and over? Is there a specific way to write tweets that makes them engage more? Um, what, what's, what's beyond that? I can start there, but what's beyond that? Do I have to make connections and leverage their audiences? That's not an exact question that you would get from awareness. So you, you get that from awareness, be getting awareness, but it's like, uh, how am I going to get clients, right? Is it just by posting or is it by getting in the DMS and talking to people? So that's the whole thing with this is like novices and beginners. You have to play by the rules because you need to learn and understand and gain that awareness of like, Oh, okay. I understand the rules. I'm going to, I'm going to take those, but then I'm going to break them in a way that it's like a test. It's, it's like, you're breaking out, you're busting out a little bit, you're breaking the ice a bit. And you're like, I'm going to test this. I'm going to see how this does because I understand the rules and I know that this may do better, right? Because if you continue playing by the rules in life, for example, then you're going to end up like everyone else because they're just following the rules. They're sheep. And it's the same with everything else. It's like, if you want greater results, you have to one first understand the rules and then learn how to, or become aware of what you can do that might take you a bit further. It's like, uh, you learn in school how to get a job, but then it's like, okay, I've learned the rules of what provides value to an employer. But now how can I take these rules and break out of them a bit? Because I understand how to provide value, but how can I do that for myself to have the income go straight to me instead of, uh, there being a middleman, but between me and the money. Right. So it's like most people, like my web design job was all the same skills that I used to freelance with web design. Right. It's like one, I understood their marketing, their unique positioning that actually got them sales. I under, I understood, became aware that they had a sales department, that that's a necessary process. I understood how their service delivery differed from others, right? It's like you can study the company and start your own on a smaller scale to a different audience, a different niche with a different offer, right? It's all the same kind of. So this is a potential seed for a future conversation and a future podcast. But <clears throat> my very first thought when you ask the question of when you start a game, what do you do? Well, you play a tutorial, right? Like in World of Warcraft, mm. you go and you bop the wolves over in Elwyn Forest, and then you get stronger from there. And my next thought was, okay, well, what's the tutorial for life, if you will? And it may seem like there really isn't one, but school kind of is a tutorial in many ways. Yeah. But unfortunately, that tutorial isn't 
teaching us everything that we need to know and in fact could be misguiding us in a lot of ways right so a lot of people come out of school whether it's just you know the typical high school or even college unprepared in certain ways for success mm. like one thing that i talk about um is when i was at georgia tech you know i was in a lot of classes with some incredibly intelligent and accomplished computer science programming majors who wanted to go work at facebook and apple and netflix and all these big companies and they were incredibly intelligent and they were great at what they did but they weren't great at communicating they hadn't had good enough training in the art of communicating with others whether it was about their skills in a technical way or just simply getting along with people and you know networking talking to people at career fair or interview or whatever and that really hurt the career chances for a lot of people right so i think the tutorial needs some upgrades yeah i skipped the tutorial because i didn't go to school for college <laughs> but uh i i can't speak too much about the i mean i don't really have any experience with how the tutorial let me down because i just hit b and i was like no nah. <laughs> yeah i would think of like i would think of like free content online as tutorials because I also paint it as like a single player game. You have to play the single player game first. Like you have to fend for yourself, become self-reliant, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can effectively play the multiplayer game, which may be a second book. Who fucking knows? But it's it's like, yeah, you have to take matters into your own hands. And free content is like the tutorial. It's like, I'm interested in this. I'm going to read about it a bit and see if it actually holds my attention. And then from there that person that you resonated with and learned a lot from probably has a paid course. So that's like, what would you consider that? That's like buying a, it's like buying a mount, like flying, a flying license. Yeah. Or, buying a skill book. Yeah. A skill. That's good. Yeah. Like a skill book. Back uh, in the day, World of Warcraft had skill books that you had to buy for certain abilities, but <clears throat> that was a long time ago. So that's what it is. Yeah. You, you buy, you trade your, gold for yep. skill book and then you can usually do a lot it, like it, it, i don't know there's a lot of connections we can make and then it's like if you want a fucking xp boost then you get coaching or something yep. and that's really the thing man is like the i don't know why this always crosses my mind because like i, I it's hard, i don't like seeing people do this because they're just writing off the opportunity where and this is very few and far between because I like to, I like to one question why people think a certain way, but I also understand that a lot of this audience has like a like mind, right? They're very, I've noticed you guys. Okay. I'm speaking directly to you. You're like me. You it's, it's hard at times, but like you, you're like me where you'll listen to a podcast and that's all you do, right? Like we're very quiet people. It's like mm -hmm. the, the forget what the quote is but it's like those those that know don't tell those or the as cold email wizard said the the stupid people make the most noise where they're the ones that are like getting angry and yelling and when i'm scrolling on social media i don't like anything i like i don't like i don't interact i do now because i kind of it's my job but right. before it's like i just scroll i don't i don't make myself known i would never dm anyone um, 
when I listen to a podcast, I'd never reach out to them. Uh, I never left ratings. So if you want to break that, break that cycle and hit that <laughs> rating button, I love you. But no, it's, that's how it is. And I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, oh, where it's like the reason. So the people that think um, like all of this stuff is like weird, like buying the little crater economy that I talked about in the very beginning, people aren't used to it, right? They see coaching and they're like, oh, coaching, like I would never get that. Or a course where it's like, I don't know what's in there. I'm not going to buy it. And it's the same thing with college. You have no idea what you're getting, but the, that's the thing is like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. I'm going to end it there. (laughs) All I'm saying is like, this stuff is this, it's good. This is courses and coaching. If you don't hammer this into your mind, because you talk to anyone, you talk to me, you talk to Joey, you talk to any person that you aspire to be like, whether online or offline, they ha- they purchased and invested in their education from individuals that they wanted to be like, that they wanted to follow in their footsteps, whether it be courses or coaching. And now that things are becoming more decentralized and this stuff is getting better, like courses are some are growing in quality because the, the standard is being raised. I don't know what to tell you. Like if you're not at a point in your life that you are happy with pertaining to your finances or health or mental state or something else, and you aren't investing in education from individuals who are solving your specific problem, don't know what to tell you it's like you can't rely on conventional knowledge to give you these specific individual answers because they aren't teaching an individual they are teaching masses so that's what i have to say and like uh, that's the other thing i was going to say is like if you aren't at a place where you're like happy with your progress then you should probably be investing in courses and coaching regularly. Like it has to be a part of your budget. Like I, <laughs> I don't think you have to buy like as many courses as I did because I was a fiend. It's like I, I'm buying any and every course that crossed my screen, anything that can promise me a better life. Oh, I'm buying it. But it was helpful. It was like I, I attribute everything to those courses because you're not going to find that information anywhere else. Well, <clears throat> the one thing I would say is if you happen to be in a situation where you can't yet afford courses or coaching, totally understand that. Go on YouTube. There are tutorials and in- just incredible free content for pretty much anything that you want to learn on YouTube. And it may not be of the highest quality. Maybe the stuff is a little bit outdated, but it can get you started. And once you get started, then you'll start getting more available capital where you can invest in better courses and in coaching. And that's just like rocket fuel on your growth. Yep. I agree. And the, like the, the nuance there, which I don't think applies to many of the listeners is the whole, like there has to be some kind of pain on the line. Like, <laughs> Ren, I, I can't tell you 
Oh, I can tell you. It's probably it's like two three times. There's been like two three times where I have a problem, and I buy coaching to fix it. And coaching is expensive, you guys. Like, I mean, it's nothing compared to college, but it's still expensive. And it's like I buy coaching, and I'll show. <laughs> this is bad, but like I show up to maybe two three calls. And I stopped showing up because I got what I needed. Like the mm-hmm. me putting that much money down was like me committing to it. And it's it was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. And now I've learned a bit from you and now I know where to go. And I'm gonna do it because I committed to it. Yep. And yeah, core like free content, it's great. It's great if you have that curiosity and you're dedicated to it. But for me, like even with coding, coding, I couldn't find like just give me a roadmap for how to do this shit. And it wasn't until I bought, I, I didn't understand coding at all when I was like trying to find it on YouTube. And then I bought a Udemy course for $10, which was like, here's 45 hours of everything you need to know. And I went through that shit like a madman. Like it all just started clicking. It all started making sense. And I probably bought like 10 other courses on top of that, but like Udemy is a, I feel like Udemy is a great place for specific yep. niches for like creative programming, um, like video editing, any like technical skill that doesn't require even marketing. I don't know. I haven't taken any marketing ones on there, but I, I don't think marketers that know they have the potential of selling their course for much, much, much more are going to put a very good marketing course on there. Cause it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, but maybe there are. Some, I've done some really good courses on Udemy. <clears throat> After I graduated, I didn't yet have a job yet, so I got uh, the zero to mastery. Ironically, uh, zero to mastery, like complete web developer, twenty nineteen or twenty eight. I don't know, something like that, and studied that for a solid week, and that helped me crush the next interview that I did. So, <clears throat> just because the courses on Udemy are just like ten bucks. There's still some of them are still high quality. Some of them suck, but you don't really know until you try. One hundred percent. I think we covered everything, Ryan. Yeah, man. I think so, but yeah. All right. Uh, we'll call it quits for this one. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, say what's up to Joey or I. Join Modern Mastery HQ. Huge plethora, like everything we talked about here. If you need help with health. Uh, starting a business, personal brand, performance, everything regarding mastery. And it's, don't want to make comparisons, but it's better than anyone else's stuff. And join, <laughs> link in description, podcast listeners get $5, their first month for $5, unless you, for a specific tier. So read through the landing page, see if it's a good fit for you. You get to learn and get direct access to Joey and I for questions and the nuances of doing all of this stuff. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, Joey, thanks for coming on. Thanks These podcasts me. are going fucking good. I'm noticing like, I, I'm going to go back. Oh, that's, we should uh, actually do that one day. Dude, okay, because our podcast was the first podcast of Modern Mastery. Yep. Right? First podcast of Modern Mastery and it's the most listened to. So wow. we need, I feel like one of these days we need to 
like listen over that podcast and give mm-hmm. our renewed perspectives. Maybe like the podcast anniversary will be us. We each listen to that on our own time and then we take our notes and then we go over like our differences or what we have changed in our mindset. Yeah. That's an amazing idea. I definitely like that. Um, could do that in person one day. Um, yeah. I can, whenever we, uh, one of us comes out to see the other one, we can do it in person. I think that would be pretty cool. I'm down. I wish we had a video for that one too. We didn't have, wait, maybe we do. Yeah. I think I, I, I might. I might have it stored away somewhere, but no, that'll be cool. We could yeah. do like a watch party, like a, fucking meta thing on youtube like a youtube live of us watching through it and then like stopping it and you know the whole commentary thing i think it'd be fun like a two three hour long deal where we just go off i was gonna roast the fuck out of myself because i know (laughs) i know i said some shit that wasn't right so i'm down to correct myself i remember very the the first like clip that i ever made ever was uh you are not the sum of your five friends Oh yeah, I remember that, that one. That, that one popped off. Like it actually yeah. did really well. So, good times. Because it's, it's true. It's true. You're the fucking culturally conditioned. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we've we've changed a lot, man. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Play those iterable games. Yeah, play the games that make you look back and cringe. You got you gotta suck before you can be good at something. But it's basically the way it is. There's no getting around it. Like, you yeah. might get lucky and leapfrog over the period where you suck, but it's very unlikely. So instead of waiting around for that to happen, just keep playing the game. Take your shot. Play Insert other platitude here. I don't know. Drink water, but don't actually drink coconut water because it's actually hydrating. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but all right, I'll we'll see you guys. Later y'all. Thanks for listening.